Recording, recording, recording. Make sure we're good here. Soundboard. I three, two, one. Yo, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Word of Reason podcast, where you bring reason to your life only through the Word of God. I just want to say thank you guys so much for continuing to come on back and listening to a young buck who now looks 26 years old um, talk about the Word of God on a pod. Um, For those of you who don't know, God called me out of the streets of trade as an electrician and called me in to the virtual streets of making a podcast and talking about the Word of God to help people understand what it's like coming to Christ and to get more of my generation to understand following Christ is genuinely the way, genuinely the way. So I first want to talk about this. Everybody that's here, welcome. You are genuinely appreciated. Me and my Chrome Dome appreciate y'all for pulling up. I am seriously appreciative of the people that come back consecutively. It's almost been two months. I think it's been, it's really close to two months now. It is extremely close to two months. And I am so appreciative of the people who are still supportive, the people who are donating, um, the people who are hitting me up on Instagram and talking to me and communicating and just, just see the thing is, is those who listen, I really want to communicate with y'all. I've been praying and asking, and it's a desire of mine to know who, who listen. So if you listen and even if you know me already, or, um, if you don't know me as well, just, just reach out, man. Um, the Instagram is pod.wordofreason on Instagram and the TikTok is talk.wordofreason. You can see the the gist there if i had the oh wait oh wait i forgot there's another one 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 i don't have this one downloaded but i wonder if there's like a boo because if i had a boo i'd definitely be like boo oh that that sounds dramatic Ugh. i know that just smell like air bro hold on what's this one Oh, that trigger fight or flight, bro. <laughs> I do not like that one, bro. All right, we're going to we're going to go back to the potty potty cast. All right. We're good. All right, but yeah, thank you guys so much for those who support um financially, those who do reach out and talk, Jamel. I love you, bro. I mean that from my heart. I love you. Um but yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. So, as of recently, I've been going through something where a lot of us are stuck at, a lot of us get caught up in, and a lot of us seem to really have, I guess you would say, air quotes, an issue with God. And that is being able to hear his voice. Um, that is being able to communicate with him thoroughly. Um, and as of recently, there was a video of which, honestly, I want to recommend to everybody who is listening right now. It's okay if you legitimately click off of this and go watch it. It is that good of a video that breaks down a great method. In it's not about hearing from God; it's about how to communicate with God properly. Um, oh, please stop lagging! Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! I really, really, really 
want to recommend it to you. This is the wrong channel. I have the wrong channel put up. Hold on. Let's see what it's called. Let's see what it's called. Let's see what it's called. Bruh, why is it not showing me the video? No, come on. Y'all y'all playing with me, bruh. You are playing with me, bruh. Aw, oh, come on. It's gonna be my like videos though. It better be. It's in my uh it's in a playlist I made. It's in a playlist I made. Let's see. It's in my watch later. Here we go. It's called Prayer Life Stink question mark. A short guide on how to talk with God, not to God. <laughs> Prayer life stink? Question mark. A short guide on how to talk with God, not to God. So, with that being said, I recommend you to watch that video. I was not going to let that slip through my mind. That video had me in the prayer closet. I don't want to tell on my prayer closet details because that is secret. But I... Well, yeah, you're right. I just made it not secret anymore. But I was in the prayer closet, and bruh, I tried out what was being displayed in there, and it is, it is, it feels like it's purifying, bro. It feels amazing. So I encourage you, if you're having struggles talking with God, um, talking with God, not talking to God, talking with God, then I highly recommend listening to that video. All right because we're about to go into a topic that a lot of us know nothing about a lot of us are super confused on and it's a very very not very known topic and it's a topic of how do i get saved that is a question that we're going to be going over but i'm really not going to be talking about just that i'm going to be explaining the gospel I'm going to be explaining, I'm going to be going over all of it, all right? Wait a minute, let me check this. Now nah, we're good. Um, They're playing a movie downstairs. I just want to make sure there's no feedback in it. There shouldn't really be any. You shouldn't probably hear it that much. Um, But I want to go over the gospel. So I want you to buckle down. Fasten up your seatbelt bone, and the Holy Spirit is going to take me over this because even doing that whole process, he revealed something to me before I even did this, but long story short, I am letting him take the reins. He has complete and utter control over this podcast. I did not set up points. I did go over it beforehand, but then he revealed something to me, and then I was being greedy. And long story short, it got to the point where he just said, let me, let me provide the information. Let me take over. And you know what? It is all his. So let's start. God created the earth. God created everything in it, rested on the seventh day, right? And in that he, he made man and woman. All right. And when he made man and woman, man and woman were placed in a garden. And with man and women being made in that garden, there was two trees, two options, really three options present, which was to not disobey God or disobey God one way with the tree of life or with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And 
let's be honest, everybody be hating on Adam and Eve because they ate off of the tree. But let's not act like there wasn't thousands and thousands of years of human lineage in where you would have been one to take that dog on Apple off because I just had to get questionable. Like, let's not talk about the fact that, come on, bro. Y'all, we want to blame Adam and Eve very, very quickly, but like, let's be honest, somebody down the line would have probably ate off that fruit, if not the first two humans on the earth. So, Adam and Eve had eaten off the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And with that brought in sin and iniquity in this earth. I'm going to just make it easier on you by saying sin. The things that we call fun that God tells us are bad in a sense for people who may not understand the Bible like that. The things that we call fun, God calls bad. Just to just to put it in a way. Um, so now that we've invited all of this garbage into our, our world um, with knowing good and evil, let me rewind back just a little bit. We were tempted into doing such by our not so good but very old friend the enemy satan the adversary goes by a lot of different names has a lot of different names he tempts us and says you surely don't think that if you were to eat off this fruit that you should surely die calling god a liar Mean like, but he really just don't want you to eat this fruit and become like him, knowing good and evil. And they bit the bait because he's a professional gaslighter. He gaslit one third of the angels to fight against God. So, I mean, like, you don't think he couldn't gaslight two, two new human beings, two very new human beings. Um... And, and, and going forth from there... They had disobeyed God and invited sin into the earth. Now with sin being in the earth, oh no. Now for the wages of sin is death. Now, with that being the case, sin having been brought into the earth, the payment for the penalty of sin is death. Now for those who might be questioning, what? Why? Why is it that because I want to do what I want to do that there should be a penalty or that I should die, right? Let's just look at the history of, of, of what's going on in the Bible. Let's talk about the things that people have done in their sin that rep, that, 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 that reap nothing but pain, heartache, sadness, death, anger. Sin reaps nothing good. Everything you do that you would classify as fun outside of what God says to not do or no, 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 everything that you do that says or everything that you do outside of what God says that we should do, you're doing what we shouldn't do and, it, and it's not going to produce you anything good. Let's just look. So... Let's talk about the fact that when sin rules our lives, what is good to come from it? Because you may be questioning why, why is it that God wants us to stay away from things that we want to do? 
Because a lot of people, sin is just can't smoke, can't drink, can't have sex, can't beat my meat, can't watch a little bit of kissy, kissy girls, girls watching. You know what I'm saying? I can't love who I want to love. I can't do this. I can't do that. When you think about what the end result or what you open yourself into, what you open yourself up to in the process of doing all these things, tell me the good things that come from it. When you smoke, you feel good, but then what happens? You build an addiction and a reliance upon it to feel your peace, to feel your anxiety go up off you. Instead, you don't go up to the Father who can relieve you of that, but consistently, who can relieve you of that heartache, that pain, that grief, whatever you're trying to block it up with, he can heal that. You might be like, no, he can't, no, he can't. Wait, got something for you. His name started with a J. <laughs> but uh, we'll get down there when we get past the, the sin being brought into the world and the heavy burden that sin that sin has. Um, but when you think about the fruits that produce, participating in sin ends up in, it produces nothing good. You might be saying, let me love who I love, right? Like I mentioned before, God made man and woman, and when he made men and women, he made them so that they can reproduce. You biologically cannot reproduce with man and man or woman or woman. You may say there are other genders, but biologically there's X, Y, X, X, nothing else. Not to my knowledge. So there is man and there is women. When you have man with man, it produces nothing. When you have female with female, it produces nothing. And what do we see that Jesus does with trees that bear no fruit? Gets rid of them. And the reason why he destroyed that fig tree that bore no fruit is because he knew that it would bear no fruit ever. He did away with that because it bore no fruit ever. And in the same way, those things that bear bad fruits... Jesus says that a, a good tree cannot bear bad fruits. In the presence of an all good God and you're bearing bad fruits. He let, let me dial it back because I'm going a thousand thoughts at a second and it's just like everything is going and I'm like, God, take Holy Spirit, take over. I don't I don't want to I don't want to get lost. I don't want to get sidetracked. And I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I just want to take you to thought prayer. Take it a little bit, a little bit. All right. So let's let's rewind it back. Let's get a little bit more consistent. So God creates man and woman. Man and woman bring sin in after being tempted, but it's still our choice. It was still our choice. They had a choice to to decline and or accept the reality of obedience and disobedience. And they chose to be disobedient. The curiosity brought sin into the earth, death, destruction as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a small penalty. So now, God realizes the absolute urgent mistake that we've made. And in sin, there is now a wall placed between man and God. I want this picture to be in your head. Every single time I think about, every single time I mention the gospel to you, every time I'm going through this story, Think of how now, from this point up until his name started with a J, that there is a wall placed in between man and God, and that wall's name is sin. 
And no man can be made righteous unto God when there is any sin present in him. Now we're going to flash forward and we're going to get to the man named Abraham. Now, Abraham was chosen by God to start a nation called Israel. And when Abraham was chosen, he was made righteous from his faith. If I'm not mistaken, he was made righteous from his faith, his trust in God, his obedience unto God made him righteous in his sight. And Abraham and his wife were extremely old. Yet God said a nation would come forth from Abraham and his descendants would be like the sand of a beach. Like the stars in the sky, such as your descendants. There are going to be so many of them, bro. Unnumerable. Un, uh, unnumerable amounts of descendants shall come forth from him. And so as we, you know, I'm saying, trickle down the, down the thing. He going, how am I going? No, actually, really, it's Sarai, his wife, Sarah, Sarai, that's really going, how am I going to bear uh, a child but anyways long story short god bless him with the child and immediately test him by saying hey i'm gonna need you to go and sacrifice this joint i'm gonna need you to bring him up on top of this mountain i'm gonna need you to kill him and abraham trusts god so much i know i i only trusted him to you know leave my job and i'm still having a little bit of trouble and he's talking about kill your son in which i have had you wait for an allotted amount of time for and he trusted him. So he went and was to sacrifice his son unto him. Fast and forward, he gets up there. His son Isaac going, hey, hey, hey. Where the lamb at? Ain't there supposed to be a sacrifice to present up to the Lord? And then uh, Abraham's like, the Lord, he shall provide. <laughs> He's going to provide. Um, It's going to be you, chief. It's going to be you. But uh, as we get up there, Abraham had gotten up there with Isaac all the way until the last second was about to kill that boy. God said, wait, bro. I see your faith. And I don't know word for word because it's been a little while since I read Old Testament. I'm not even going to lie to you. But uh. After seeing his faith and his trust in God, he did not have to kill his son. And a lamb was presented unto him. This is a common theme in the Bible. The sacrificial lamb. Now keep up with me now. Because it's going to get it's going to get a tidbit complex, but it's not going to be too uh, unbelievably hard to understand if you keep up with me. All right. Just a short recap. God made man and woman. Man and woman had a choice. You know what I'm saying? They could do anything they wanted in the Garden of Eden. And they chose to eat from the one tree that they said that that God said not to eat from. Sin and death had been brought into the earth. Now God realizes there is an issue and he needs to make a plan, which has been quoted in the old the newer testament. By the Paul, by uh, the apostles, the mystery of God. 
So God starts working on this plan, and the plan starts through Abraham. Abraham was tested of his faith. He passed the test, and a sacrificial lamb was provided for him to be able to have his son, but also to provide unto the Lord. Now we're going to flash forward. Now we're at this man named Moses. We're at this man named Moses. We're going to jump forward from Moses' story, and, and now we have the Ten Commandments. Keep in mind that these people that I'm mentioning, Abraham is a great ancestor of Moses, technically, because they're all, you know, Abraham has his descendants, and they all go from Abraham, Isaac. Ah, dang. Because it's like, I haven't read it in a while, but it's just like the descendants pass on, pass on, pass on until we get down to a nation, a tribe, a lot. I mean, a lot of Israelites. And they get enslaved by um, Egypt. Egypt um, Egypt has, has enslaved the tribe of Israel. And long story short, Moses comes up, delivers his people, splits the Red Sea with the power of God. Next thing you know, they cross and the Ten Commandments have been set in place as a as a as a as a law, as the law, God's law for us to be aware of sin. Now, lock in with me because now I'm going to speed. Now I'm going to speed run it up. So now. The Ten Commandments are 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 implemented. The Ten Commandments is so that now we have rules. All right. Now here's where we open up. Here's where we open up the scripture. All right. Turn to that Exodus 19. It's actually 20. I blew it. Anyway, so we're going to go over some of them, right? Now we're going to go over all of them. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above or on the earth, beneath, beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing a love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, that right there is a key point in realizing how detrimental sin is. Keep in mind, God is a perfect God. And he does not sin, nor can he tolerate sin in his presence. It's repulsive, not the person, the sin. The sin in the person is legitimately repulsive to God. He hates sin. He does not hate you. Matter of fact, he loves you. And it's demonstrated by his name start with a J. But uh, we'll get to that later. But but realizing what it said here, he visits the sin of the parents from the third and fourth generations. Meaning sin passes down from one generation to the next generation to the next generation to the next generation. That is how detrimental sin is. Sin will keep carrying down and 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 carrying down in bloodline until it's dealt with, until you let God deal with it. That is why people will mysteriously die in your family. 
and it's a common trait that just passes down. Oh, great auntie had cancer. Great uncle had cancer. Great great grandmama had cancer. Da 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 da. It's just gonna pass down the line. You think that that is normal? It is not just symptoms. It is not normal. It is a generational issue of a curse that has been put on for sin that's never addressed. You may call me crazy, but I call that an explanation. You may call me crazy, but in this word, it explains that. Punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. And just as there are generational curses that he has to address, he doesn't set it up. He does not set it up. That's where a lot of people may get it twisted up. God does not set the generational curse. We have the generational curse, and it is a choice. It is a choice. We have the choice to either accept it and let it rule, let it rule, never address it, let it keep on passing, or we can address the thing, find out the issue, find out where it's rooted in, find out, oh, how far back ago did this Jehovah's Witness settle in my family and now whatever decree and whatever promises they made and whatever things they've uttered out of their mouth and professed out of their mouth has now trickled down and and followed me all my life that's why depression comes at you at a young age that's why that's why there's a spirit of lust a spirit of hatred a spirit of whatever you've been dealing with and what is ever present spirit of of of, of i can't even list them all what goes down generation to generation is unaddressed sin. Unaddressed sin in your family, from your parents, from your parents, parents, and so on forth. Now, moving on. You shall not misuse the name of uh you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you live long in the land. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house or strongly desire what they have in a negative connotation. Um, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his possessions. And uh, seeing those. Now realize that what I said earlier, the Ten Commandments is to make us aware that there are rules to this thing. There are rules to this life. There is a foundation in the way that things are going to run here. And you may be like, why am I obligated to do this? Do you not know that God allowed? No, not God allowed. God created you and God put you on this earth. And if the creator of something has rules, just as someone who made a video game can set up rules in that system, you don't call it unfair. You play the game and you can still beat it if you abide by them rules. If you follow the rules, you get to succeed. And if you follow and obey his commandments, it says that we will have life and have it more abundantly. So you may say that God is unfair by having rules, but without rules, all hell is going to break loose. And that's what you're seeing now because there's a lack of order. There's a lack of rule. There's a lack of following. And look, there's something that I just heard recently. And if, if, if we were to literally follow the Ten Commandments, sin would be running rampant, but it would be a little bit, it would be a noticeable shift in how this world is operating right now noticeable shift 
But when you really soak it in that this right here, I want you to realize another thing too. And this may shock a lot of you. You don't have to follow none one of these things. You don't have to follow none of it. You don't have to do anything that I'm saying or what this word says. However, like I just said, with the whole example of the creator creates a game and has rules you must abide by, you break the rules, what happens? Nine times out of time, you nine times out of ten, there's a consequence for what you what you do in that game. Some even set it up, let's say if you go out of bounds of where the rules were set, there's an animation meant specifically for the people who wanted to test the boundaries of the game. And in the same way of this life, if you choose to disobey and choose to say, look, I'm not going to follow your rules. I'm going to do what I want. Just know that the consequences that are already paid off by his name start with a J. You must pay the fine yourself. Now, let's move on. The reason why I even address the Ten Commandments is that the people who do not accept Jesus are bound to these. And once you break one, you now have to pay the penalty for your fine. You now are bound by these because it even says in what was it? I believe it was either Romans or First Corinthians by Paul is that the law makes us aware of sin and even evokes more sin in us because now we're thinking about I'm always doing this. I'm always trying to abide by the law of the commandments. But let me tell you, there's a better covenant. Now let's jump on forward, bro. Let's jump on forward. Now, there's a whole lot in between that point and as we're going, prophecies start coming of the better covenant. Prophecies start coming through to people and revelations start coming through that there is something being promised. A son of God, a son of man that is going to set us free from this, quite honestly, binding and lack of graceful type of law. And God has been working on it through the lineage of people to get to him. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's go on. Let's go on. So now Jesus comes through, right? One one thing that I can summarize it was, was that Jesus did not come to do away with the law. This is scripture. I'm not paraphrasing. It says, I did not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. But to fulfill it. So, as Jesus comes through, not only is he coming through to just fulfill it, but before his time comes to be sacrificed as the lamb, you're starting to see how I told you, like, remember it? Um, as he's going to be, he knows he's going to be sacrificed as the sacrificial lamb. He, in this time, decides, I'm going to set the record straight on how my people should live and how people should follow God. So Jesus starts his ministry, and boy, oh boy, does he not turn up on people. He, he, he pointing the righteous finger at you, 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 and I love you, 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 and you. In the depths of your sin, the lady was caught in the middle of adultery. Let's go. Let's go and see it. Let's go and read it. Let's go on read it, bro. 
What was it? Let's see where it is. I know where it's at. Maybe I don't. I don't want to let this scripture go. Anyways, what it was, was there was a woman caught in adultery. They brought her out to try and trick Jesus and get him to be like, oh, yeah, the first to cast a stone, we should, should kill this woman, bro. And he said, mm, yeah, mm. Um, those of you without sin be the first to cast a stone at her. Yeah, they were all convicted. It says they were all convicted of their conscience. And they started leaving all of them until it was just her and Jesus. Jesus says, are none of your accusers left? She says, no, it's just us. And then he says, go and sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it says, go and sin no more. Your, your sins are forgiven. But uh, to continue on what we're saying. Now, the son, Jesus, is born to not do away with the law. Because think of it like this. If you were to do away with the law, then there would be no, there would be no actual foundation of people to be held accountable to their sins, to what they do. Because it says in the word that without the law, without the law being present, there's nothing to be held accountable to them committing sin. So with the law still being there, there is something to still be held accountable for those who do not acknowledge Jesus as the one who paid the penalty on the cross. So with the, with the law being there, that is for the people who do not accept that the fact that Jesus paid their penalty. And that's your choice. God does not force it. But you have ample opportunity before you die to accept that that is truth and that your penalty is paid for. You're not forced to do it. It's a choice, though. But going back to what it is, he says he's not going to do away with the law, but come to fulfill it so that there is room for a better covenant, a covenant of grace. where We're not bound to the law. So Jesus goes around, starts his ministry, and he is convicting others. Holy Spirit is 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 I'm talking about like just Bombs at, I'm talking about throwing bombs at everybody. Next thing you know, now this is a topic that's going around. Um, 
but I'm gonna stand firm in my belief of the fact that Jesus is God in the flesh. I am a Trinitarian. I guess you would say it like that. I don't even like saying terms like that because it feels so religious. I don't like that. I'm someone who believes that Jesus is God, the Father is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. And uh, I could definitely do more in depth on that. But I will say John 8, 48 through, I believe it was like 50, up until he says, I am. Before Abraham, I am. And then, not only that, earlier in John chapter 8, it says, you will surely die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. And then if you go back to Exodus, uh, somewhere before where, where, where God meets Moses, it says um, that, that Moses should go before the Pharaoh and say, I am who I am, or I am has sent you. So, <laughs> is that not a direct? And, and I don't know, I need to do more research, but Jesus calls himself the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. In Revelation chapter 21, I think. I was just looking at that. Revelation chapter 21. And I believe somewhere in the Old Testament, God refers to himself as being the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. And not only that, but Jesus came down and displayed the same authority that God did. And that's why they that's why they called him a blasphemer. That's why they wanted to get him up out of there and kill him. Is because he ran around not ran around. He went around saying, I have the ability to do the things that that God has. Did he not go around healing people? Did he not go around casting out demons? And did the disciples not come back and say that we cast out demons in your name? And in Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19, does it not say that Jesus, I'm going in a whole different direction. But yes, I believe that I... I'm going to finish that verse, though. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. If not God, who else is dishing out authority like that? And we can open up the Hebrews. We can open up the Hebrews. I'm going to go on a whole different rant. I said I wasn't going to do this beforehand. I said I wasn't going to do it beforehand. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this quick. We're going to move on. Let's open up the Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter one. It says the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Now, look, I'm open to correction. If you got something in the comments, please go ahead and share what you think. But if 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 not, it says the sun, you know what? Because some of y'all are going to be like, oh, you read it in IV. It may not be enough for you, but New King James Version. We're going to open that up to Hebrews. We're going to read that one. We're going to read that one instead. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to read that one instead. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the 
to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of majesty of the majesty on high having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they it says for for to which of the angels did he ever say you are my son today i have begotten you and again I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him and the angels and of the angels. He says, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? Not going to lie. I don't know what that means, but we're going to go to this one. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you might be reading, dude, you're literally disproving what you're saying by saying, God, you're God. Let's go back to the fact that when he healed that man who's mat, who was dropped down in the in the what was it called? In the roof on the mat. The crippled man who could not walk. Jesus first said, your sins are forgiven. And then the Pharisee said, who does he think he is to have authority to forgive such sins? Displaying a trait that only God could do, the forgiveness of sins. Now we finna get back on track. We finna get back on track. Back to the gospel, back to the gospel, back to the gospel. So, now when Jesus died and his blood was shed... I want to talk to you about what's going on there. So I'm going to flip in advance to the wrapping up statements. Is it the wrapping up statements? Dude, it's been 41 minutes. I didn't even know. It hasn't even felt like it. All right. I already got the bookmark here. So I could also go to. Yep. I'm also go to this. how y'all doing bro doing good honestly i hope that this is this is hitting somebody for for like you know what i'm saying like this is like huh he's piecing together i'm jumping around a lot and i'm going over a lot of different points and there's so much i want to address within just going over the gospels uh, or over going through the gospel it's just like um bro but before i go to the 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 winding up of everything to really clearly and concisely break it down what what all i'm going over so that you can gain more understanding even more understanding you may not be, you might be like you're not really explaining the gospel you're just kind of talking about points in the bible and saying that you're explaining something that i still don't understand let let me break it down on a linear on a linear standpoint not jumping around holy spirit keep me on track and please jump in when you need to jump in take over So, man and woman brought sin into this earth. Sin is tragic to us. Sin separates us from God. When God created us, he made us to be in relationship with him, right? And so when when God had made us and he wanted a relationship with us and we severed that relationship with us, it hurt him. And when it hurt him, he started to figure out a plan and what he could do in the earth 
to 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 help us to fix our mistake and so he made a tribe a tribe that was supposed to honor him and follow his laws the israelites and we see throughout the events of the bible that they they continuously screw up and a lot of us tend to point fingers at them and be like dog y'all are crazy um towards the israelites just like we do adam and eve but to be honest we still screw up just like them we all screw up just like them and so god realizes okay okay we need some laws we need some foundations knowing that the law would not be enough the law was not enough to 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 make us righteous before him to make us clean before him it was not enough to do such that's why sacrifices in the bible took place um the passover lamb Ooh, i missed that point oh my gosh i'm sorry yep you got me you got me with that i went, I went too fast but um in egypt um before they left in the last warning that pharaoh had gotten from moses god had told the israelites to get a lamb i don't know if it was a lamb without blemish but it was a lamb slaughter it and use the blood of the lamb to cover their doorstep for protection and god would see that blood and it the destruction would pass over him and then everything else keep in mind these are not righteous people so you may be like god still destroyed all those people to be honest these people had literally like 10 warnings so pharaoh could have literally let them go but then their disobedience and their hard-heartedness had led to okay repercussions for actions but uh that's the theme the lamb being slaughtered and making propitiation for sins and the lamb is the, the the blood of the lamb is also used for protection but now keeping on forward now god establishes the law people are not upholding the law and god is like i'm still working my plan i'm still working a better plan and as god is working the better plan out comes his son jesus who is god in the flesh so he strips off glory comes down into the lowly form of a human and 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 displays what a life we should live looks like what a life honoring serving and living for god looks like not doing away with the law but to fulfill it to now bring in the law of grace because only through him we are made righteous only through him we are in right standing to even be before god on our own so with god sending his son down not only displaying how to live for him but also being the sacrifice the perfect sacrifice to reiterate the lamb thing the lamb being slain those were to hold us over till we got the perfect lamb that was slain and that perfect lamb covered every sin 
I mean every sin you commit from the years up until your birth to the years that are leading to your deathbed are forgiven once you accept him. And I say that to say, dog, he was the lamb that was slain, the sacrificial lamb that was slain on an altar. The altar being that stake. Some of y'all prefer cross stake. I'm going to just say it for those who know it. Cross. Died up on that cross. Taking on all of our sin. It is finished. And with that, he died. But he ain't stopped there. Where's the air horn? That, that is not the air horn. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on, bro. Where is it? Where did I put that? Ah, yeah. But he ain't not there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. He died and rose three days later from the grave. And when he rose, I'm not going to lie. Um, Let me think about this. Because I want to say when he rose, his Holy Spirit was out there. But, um, he did say before he left that now that I'm gone, don't be afraid, man. And he even says it earlier in, in, in Luke. I believe it was chapter 9. Let's see. When he sent out the 12 disciples, he mentioned this. I might be tripping. It might be a different chapter. Yeah. Where is it? Because I'm looking at it, bro. Is it dog? Back up, chief. Make sure I didn't just accidentally stop my recording. Alright, we're going. What it was when he was sending out the 12, he said, do not worry about what you will say. My spirit, what's he do? There's another verse. I know where it is. Um, It's in John 14, verse 26, question mark. John 14, verse 26, question mark. Ah, here we go. The things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Holy Spirit, but the, oops, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. 
Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said, I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and and as the Father gave me commitment, so I do arise. Let us go from here. So um, when Jesus is gone, he, he gives us his Holy Spirit, the Helper. Um but uh, to, to really wrap it up in a nice, neat little basket, um, it took me a little while to get to this point. And to be honest, I have no idea if this is helping somebody. I have no idea if you're enjoying the ride, just trying to piece it together. Hopefully, I didn't take too long to get to your eardrums. <laughs> but... Uh, Jesus was a sacrifice that was enough. Jesus was a sacrifice that fulfilled and allowed for the forgiveness of any and every sin you commit. Any and every sin you commit. And it says in, this is what I pulled up earlier. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. This is or that is the word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So to answer the question from earlier, how do I get saved? Confess unto, un, unto your mouth that Jesus. You know what? Let's go over this. This is the sources I brought because I, I, I have sources. With me today, I have sources. So we gonna we gonna do this, all right? I know it took a little while to get to this point where I draw the conclusion. Like, come on now, I ain't gonna be flipping pages all night, man. No. Do you want to do this prayer? Yes or no? If so, join along with me. Heavenly Father, I need you in my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, I make the decision to repent of my sins. I turn now from my old life and I give my life to you. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. 
And Father, you raised him from the dead. I believe he is God in the flesh. Holy Spirit, come into my heart and make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, and in your heart you truly believe what you just said, according to the word, you are saved. Ignore the yelling child down there. But I know, no, I think. It's like, to be honest, the enemy may be trying to get into my head and be like, dude, you just recorded all that for an hour and it made absolutely no sense. Nobody got anything from that. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? I don't even know. I just gave you the time of day to even get that thought out, bro. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command this devil to leave. Leave. But uh, to go over it, Jesus came and died on the cross so that we can have reconciliation with God. All right. Now, I do want to go off some other things, but I'm going to finish this, this statement in terms of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross so that we have forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God. And that through his death and accepting it, we are now born again by the repenting of our sins and asking of forgiveness. We are now made righteous only through the blood that was shed from Jesus. Just like the sacrificial lamb, Abraham and Isaac, just like the sacrificial Passover lamb with Moses and the Israelites. And such as the sacrificial lamb of Jesus Christ that was sacrificed on that cross, bled out and died. He was the sacrifice that was so perfect that we have forgiveness of all of our sins. He was. Nobody else. And he did it so that we have the option to choose whether we want to be with God or whether we want to reject God. What decision will you choose? What decision will you choose? Now, I do want to talk about a point that was just brought to my remembrance. To the people who may be thinking, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I should give my life up to him. Let's go back to those Ten Commandments I was just talking about. Everything I talked about beforehand that led up to this neatly wrapped package was not for uh, not for nothing so remember how i said at the start that the wages of sin is death so the payment for your sin penalty is death meaning that for committing sin which you are inherently born with which we saw in the ten commandments saying that i visit the iniquities of your fathers from the third and fourth generation with the sin that is never, ever dealt with, you are going to die. And because there was a sacrifice that was made, a perfect sacrifice that was made to pay off the penalty so that you can have life, you 
are now obligated to pay up yo fine. You got to pay it up, right? And the thing is, is you have a choice. Now, let's look at all the things that God says, right? You can't be sexually immoral. You can't you can't hate, you can't covet, you can't steal, you can't do a whole lot of things. I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. It's a whole bunch of rules I got to follow. These are not rules. This is a guideline. As I've heard it before, basic instructions before leaving earth. Basic instruction before leaving earth. So when you see it as it is, this is not just so I can make it sweet for you. That's what this is. That's what this book is. Basic instructions for you before you leave off this earth and you pay your consequence. You pay your consequence for neglecting the God that created you and never wanting anything to do with him and saying, I'm going to do what I want, which is of my father, Satan. <clears throat> John chapter 8. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. John chapter 8. John chapter. John chapter. John chapter. Uh, was it John chapter. John chapter 4. It was John chapter 4. My fault, bro. My fault, bro. No, it wasn't. It was John chapter 8. Yeah, it was John chapter 8, my fault, bro. <clears throat> my fault, bro, my fault, bro. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Dang, bro. Split the page, cut. There's a lot up in here, bro. There we go. In uh, <clears throat> John chapter 42, and, and, and read with me, church. It says, uh, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of he who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Let me turn on this white screen because it's starting to get dark in here, bro. It's starting to get dark up in here, bro. Now, now, now. And talking for a little while. Hopefully, I don't got no boogers in the in the nose because I'm not gonna lie. I saw that one time in that one podcast, bro. I had a booger in my nose, bro. That was embarrassing, bro. But I had to get them clips out, bro. I had to let it. I had to let it spray, bro. But uh. To those who say that this is just a big rule book, think about it as this. Like I actually mentioned earlier before, when you sin and when you do what you want of your own accord, what does it produce that is good? 
What what does it actually produce that is actually beneficial for you? And you say the drugs and the alcohol that take off your anxiety, it produces addiction. And you have a reliance on a substance that actually provides you no satisfaction for long term. So, eh, eh, cross it off. Actually, I had that sound. No. Okay. Not, but that don't work. And then you say, oh, well, I like to, you know what I'm saying, sleep around, get my nut off. It, it helps me relax. Now you have a lot of issues attached to those women. And you, you have a lot of soul ties. So, uh, you keep on putting your sperm in them which actually has your blood and it's kind of like you know mess around find a witch they might do something with your spermaderm and uh you know what i'm saying that ain't good no like my boy said and then you have a whole bunch of other things that you say okay well let me you know what i'm saying reproduce with who i want to reproduce with you know what i'm saying you say oh but maybe if i can change my gender god made only two genders not more than three not a whole bunch just two just two tell me where it says a guy and god made more than men and women now now i just want you to realize that god has set this up to protect us to protect us from the wiles of the enemy first peter 5 8 be alert and of a sober mind your adversary the devil like a lion searching for whom he might consume next and when you're not of a sober mind when you have no foundation in the word when you don't have a relationship with god you are you're just you're just fresh meat sitting but let me say this the devil doesn't play with those who he already has in his house he's trying to play with the neighbors <laughs> he's trying to play with those outside the house bro he is not trying to play with you he has you in his grips what you need to do is realize the circumstance you're in and get up out of there. And you want to know where you can find it? This is where you're going to realize I'm actually in a pit and I'm digging myself a hole. Now, let me say this, though. For those who are actually going to give their life to Christ, I'd love to know if there was anyone who prayed the prayer who now wants to to pursue a relationship with God. The, the enemy is going to come after your back. I want you to think about it like this. And I said it in a podcast once before, and it's been reminded to me. You were in his home. You were in his territory for the longest. And you're trying to walk into truth, into salvation. When you do that, think about it like this. He was your territory for decades. Some may have been in sin for 30 years. You walk out of his territory after 30 years? You don't think there's like a vivid alarm system that's going to be like, mm -mm. disarm system now, mm -mm. disarm system. Like, bro, he had you in his grips for so long and you think he's just going to let you walk away. There's going to be now temptation. There's not going to be the enemy is going to he, he is going to get he's going to try and get you back. But the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. Jesus gives us authority over all the power of the enemy. And I just heard this verse today. In doing all to withstand, stand firm. Meaning, 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 meaning that doing everything you can in your power, doing this, that, and the other to keep yourself up, to keep yourself grounded, still stand firm, but stand firm in this. Get your mind in this. And when I tell you the process of renewing your mind through the word will have you in such freedom. 
knowing that you're in the care of God. Now, I feel like there's so much stuff I want to go over. There's so much stuff I want to go over. Like, why does why does bad things happen to good people? First and foremost, if you broke any of the Ten Commandments, just like it was listed before. Now I see Holy Spirit why you why we went over all of that. I see why we went over all that. If you went over the Ten Commandments and you broke one of them, you are not good in the sight of God. And let's not act like it didn't say that sin is inherent. So you're born a sinner. So does does that mean that children die? No, no. They don't have a conscience. Like it said earlier, like I said earlier, and if you want to look that verse up, um, with the woman who was brought forth with adultery, it says that their conscience was convicted. Me and you both know, God knows as well, that they don't have a conscience to make up a decision right or wrong. So no, if a kid were to die, the kid is going to go to heaven. They did not have a heart to make decisions yet. If a three-year-old dies and does not have a conscience to produce a, a genuine answer from the heart you think they could they can't do that yet so no they they do not go to hell um i want to say like oh, answer one question at a time thank you um good things happen to bad people i mean why do bad things happen to good people in the beginning god gave man dominion over the earth back up to genesis when we when we were talking about before I believe it's in genesis chapter two let me crack open the scriptures some of y'all may not like the paraphrasing. Crack open the scripture. And by the way, we are still reading off of the New King James Version. So get up off my neck. Dang, turn that music down. Let me read it. Let me read it. Where you say that at, man? Where you say that at, man? Where's that verse at, bruh? I don't even got to memorize. L. L. Where is this verse? It's sitting here. It's probably staring right at me in the face, and I'm sitting over here not looking at it. Let me go through slowly. I'm going to take my time. Hold on. Oh, by the way, this is this is good. Um, it does say in chapter two of Genesis. That when God had made everything. He called it very good. So for those who think that people who are born with diseases, that it's God's fault. Why would God call something very good that. Is not of him. If he made man. And he makes man and calls them very good in his sight. What sense does it make to draw a disease of which we know sickness and disease? Does the thief not come to kill, steal and destroy? And it seems like the diseases fit the description of the enemy. Why do you feel they need to blame God? It is not God's fault. Anyways, going back to what I was looking for.
Ah, there we go. It was, I was looking in the wrong chapter. Um, it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's read it. This also supports the other theory when I said that I am a Trinitarian. Don't like that word still. I believe in the Trinity. That's what I'm going to say. It says, then God said, let us make man in our images according to our likenesses. Let them have dominion over the, l- listen, listen. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Again, going back to that point that we made just a second ago. If God created man in his own image, do you think he would include sickness, which does not even come from him? I'm going to tone it down because it may seem like I'm trying to come at somebody, but I'm really not. I just, a little too much. Then God, no, 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 dial it back. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Did you catch that? We have dominion on this here circular thingy majigger. All right. We have the dominion. So whatever happens. It's our fault. We're the ones in possession. If I own a phone and I break it, I can't blame Apple because my phone broke. If I have a house and I demolish it, I can't blame the people who built the home. I can't blame the builder. And you may say, well, if he's a loving God, well, why doesn't he intervene? Let, let's just let's just go back. So man and women, humans have dominion over the earth, right? And we also have a choice. We can see the choice being made here in Adam and Eve's decision to either listen to the snake or listen to their God. God said, do not eat of this fruit, but you can do what you need to do what else you want to do. And this fruit, just don't eat this. Just don't eat of this tree presenting a choice to them, which God has given us from the start of the creation of all things. A choice he has given us. And even now we have a choice. You chose to listen this far. And to that, I definitely applaud you. I definitely say thank you very much. You are very much so welcome. I love you guys. For those who are still listening, I love you. Type down butter biscuits. <laughs> don't, don't type down butter biscuits. Um, but to, to well, see, this is what happened when I joke around. I lose my train of thought. But yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. But whenever we say... Why doesn't God interfere? We invite who we invite. There are spiritual laws in place. Spiritual laws in place such as. This is our sphere. Satan knows that too, by the way. Just as God gave us verbal instructions at that time. Because we were as we were supposed to be with God. In unison. Like these. Like these. Like these. I don't want to do that in the next scene. I don't let my face get out of blur. My fault. I don't even know if I'm still recording. Hold on. Yeah, we're good. We're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. But uh, Satan presented his choice. 
just go on eat the fruit cut you know what i'm saying like go on eat the fruit cut you trying to be like god cut now he just don't want you to be like him bro they like you for real twin be like on the set cut you know what i'm saying <laughs> do not make a hood bible bro satan gonna be the biggest op bro got a tech nine you know what i'm saying stop it i'm not even about that life bro i live in the suburbs live in the suburbs I do not know that light, bro. I'm not even going to play like that. But God presented his side. Satan presented his side. Now what you have here is a choice. You can choose to believe God or you can choose. Well, I should do this. You can choose God or you can choose to follow the enemy. They chose to follow the enemy. And ever since, were not choices obviously provided. They had consequences. That's what a lot of people don't like is that the choices have consequences. But our God is just and righteous. So he will punish evil. It's his creation. So when we say these things are God's fault, it is not his fault, dog. on it. It's not his fault. He gives us a choice. He gives us an option to choose. Who are you going to choose? Will you cho choose this day whom you will serve? Will you drink of the cup of the Lord or will you drink in the in, of the cup of the kingdom of darkness? Who are you going to drink with? Who are you going to drink with? Me personally, I'm drinking out the cup of the Lord. Now, I would love to answer questions because my thing is answering questions. I love questions. I love questions. If I miss anything, if I miss anything, because this ain't over yet. I don't think it's over yet. It's getting close, but it ain't over yet. Oh, you saying yes, it is? Okay. It's wrapping up. <laughs> it's wrapping up. But I seriously just want to say, if you have questions, please, bruh, ask questions. Do not hesitate. I love, I love being asked questions. Now, the thing is, is there's two different types of question asking that I love. Or no, there's two different types of question asking. Question asking to disprove and question asking just to see what's going on inside somebody's brain. That's the one I I love. I love when we can just have a conversation and if we choose to disagree, that's cool, bro. That's respectable. I can have conversations like that a lot. I love to have conversations where there are opposing views, bro. But to get pressed, I guarantee you, you will get ignored because... I do not have the time of day, even though I may not have the literal largest following in the world to be able to be like ignored. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still going to be like, look, if you're talking mad crazy, um, you're going to get ignored. I mean, you are going to get ignored. Um, I'm not going to feed into you. But uh, just realize, yeah, going back to what was said. There are spiritual laws in place. God will not intervene on his own accord, and Satan does not get to intervene on his own accord. The thing is, is they can both lead you to a certain point. Satan's leading is temptation for you to destroy yourself. Remember his job description, kill, steal, and destroy. God's description is obedience, faith, love, trust, hope. Like, come on, bro, come on. It's really, really, without faith, you cannot please God. It's faith, hope, love. 
faith, hope, and love. First Corinthians thirteen. Oh, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. Well, someone said it was faith, hope, and charity. I know. Thanks. Let me not get sassy because I'm not gonna be over here like arguing with older comments, bro. Not gonna do that. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna wrap it up today. Hopefully, hopefully, I explained a little bit of it to you. To the point where you can understand it. The gospel for Gen Z. You know what I'm saying? Like. I tried to, I, I I didn't try actually, I just kind of went off what was going on, and it actually ended up pretty, pretty, pretty decently long, um, I didn't think it was going to get to an hour and 20, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to get very long at all, but to be honest, I really hope that this helps somebody, I really hope that this helps somebody, thank you, and if you have questions, let me know. If you have things you want to talk about, if you think if you have things you want me to talk about, um, you can either reach me in the comments because, uh, to again, reinstating this, YouTube is the only place with a video podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, <coughs> Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, you got Podbean. You got, a, you got a whole bunch of places in which you can find the podcast. Um um, a place you can reach out to me though, best three places are the Gmail. The Gmail is Word of Reason Podcast, all lowercase, all just Word of Reason Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Instagram and then you can click or you can search up pod.word of reason and then you can search up on TikTok talk dot word of reason that's t-o-k dot word of reason and uh you'll be able to find me there we do have a facebook if you just search up word of reason on facebook pretty sure you'll pop up you'll know it's me because it's the same logo you see everywhere bro you won't have to worry about it, bro. all right <laughs> i have no idea what that is but uh i honestly hope this was a a revelation to somebody somebody probably could have got a revelation out there because i hope somebody got like an aha moment out of that like to me they never i never really feel like um what i'm saying is concise not concise but consistent because an hour and 20 minute explanation of the gospel is not concise at all ray comfort can do it in nine minutes i did it in an hour and 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 that and, and to be honest it was probably like an hour of which I did explaining the gospel and that very choppily, but it's a podcast. I can't just talk for 12 seconds. I like these things long. Wait, I like these podcasts long, bro. All right. Um, not for real though. I like to do long podcasts. I like them long, bro. I like to seriously have the podcast longer. I'm not gonna lie. It feels like a, Nice conversation. If you like it, you like it, man. You know what I'm saying? You can, like, pull up to the crib. You know what I'm saying? We can do a podcast. No, I'm just playing. I don't, I don't want you in my house yet. I'll have to have a house to have people come over to do the, You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day. Let the Lord bless me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sir! Yay! Yeah! I, 
I don't got nothing else coming to me. Um, I think that's about it. Hopefully there was an aha moment. I really hope this was an enjoyable pod to listen to and that you got a revelation. Um, and that there were some things that were just changing your perspective on how you see God. So I do want to say this. God is a God of love. And his love is demonstrated when you read his word. From the outside looking in, it could it could very much be confusing on how could God ever love me. But he loves you as you're sitting here listening to this podcast. I don't know how many people this is going to reach. I don't know how many hearts God is going to use me to touch. And to be honest, I'm not worried about the numbers. I'm just looking you dead in your eye right now and saying that he loves you. And I know this because I feel his love. And I'm not even going to lie to you. Sometimes I forget his love. Sometimes I take for granted his love. And each and every single time I ask him from my heart, I'm just like, God, I don't feel you right now. That was literally yesterday. I was like, God, I'm not hearing from you. I'm freaking out because I'm not. What the heck is going on? Show yourself up to me. Today, I almost cried up in the church because I realized I had a lack of trust in who he was because he showed me who he was in past times. Exceedingly and abundantly, he showed me his love. I legit got shot at on top of sitting on my car. I bet somebody didn't know that. Not a, not a lot of people know that. I was sitting on my car and got broke up with my girlfriend. I'm not going to say the reasons why because if you ever listen to this, I never want to say all that. Um, but I got broke up with while I'm sitting on top of my car. Staring at the ceiling, somebody drives by. By the grace of God, there was a guy walking towards me with a gun. And meanwhile, I'm in my slut era. So I'm not going to lie. I am not concerned about God at this point. And I don't want to say it like, that's a cool thing. Like, no, I was seriously not concerned about God at this point. I guess I was like, I would be like in a state of, I guess, I guess I care. But I'm not committing because I still want to, you know what I'm saying? Do what I want with my... I was thinking with the wrong heads. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And somebody drove by and screamed, hey, you. Meanwhile, I'm in a cloud of thoughts right now. I'm like, bro, if you don't piss off. Bro said, hey, get inside your car and drive off. This guy's got a gun. My heart sank to my booty hole. I jumped off the car, realized this guy was walking straight towards me. Next thing you know, this dude pulls up. And let's off three shots. Boom, boom, boom. As I'm skirting off. When I tell you that's the first time I ever like turn on the ignition, it I timed it right. Cause when you drive your car, you know how fast your ignition turns on when it's working lubed up right. Man, yeah, I turned that thing off. Boom. I was in drive within a half second of that turning on. Definitely not healthy for the car. Um and dude. There was also something fishy that happened. The guy actually drove around. So I think it might have, it could have been a setup, but the guy drove around and like drove diagonal. So I live in America for those who are listening. So the left side is oncoming, right side is going. So now apply that to a driveway. So I skirt out the parking lot, turn left, and to my right, there is an exit to the street. I keep going past. The guy cuts out in front of me and turns back the direction of the guy that's shooting. 
and I swerve around a guy, I'm gone, bro. My adrenaline's popping. My senses are on 50 out of 10 right now. Like, my adrenaline's pumping. My eyes are about to fall out of my head. So I think it's honestly a setup. The guy tried to block me in to get me to drive and then cut me in and then shoot me. But I don't know, bro. My heart was racing and my mind was already... I just got broken up with 12 minutes ago. And I'm crying on top of the roof, sitting in front of a doggone music shop right now. You think I'm concerned about... Like, I'm not... I'm I'm too concerned about too many things right now, bro. Anyways. But, like, when I... I say all that to say, in that whole time, he protected me throughout a whole lot of circumstances. And one of the things my pastor said, and I'll leave it off on this statement, was sometimes we need to stop and just look back at all the things that God has done for us. We need to stop and look back and realize the different times that he loved us. And I know there are so many people in this world that keep on saying, God never showed up. God never was here for me. Let me put this in perspective for you. And this may not be true, but this is a perspective that I'm seriously thinking about that was given to me. Some people die early, right? And God being outside of the plane of existence, let's say this horizontal line is a timeline, right? So this is time. God is outside of time looking in and he can pinpoint on every single millisecond. And knows everything that's going on in this timeline. He knows what your end is going to look like before we know it. And if he knows that in in your time, you would have never given your life to him. And you are literally walking around with no protection on an earth that is filled with sin. It says that the ruler of this world is Satan. When you're walking around with no protection and God is waiting on you, but he sees you never come to him. He cannot protect you. He will not. Because if it God, if it says in his word that God is not a man that he would lie, if he broke the rule, he would not be God. He would be no better than Satan. Just a strong spiritual being. And so he'll keep his word. And don't you think that that don't hurt him. And don't you think that he don't got feelings? Because if it says that God made us in his image and we have emotions, don't you dare count him out, man. And I don't want to come off aggressive and make it seem like I'm pointing and being like, oh, this is your idea of love. This is my idea of passion and love. He created us. He put us on this earth. We have a choice. We chose not to be with him. And there are consequences for that. Because like I just said, we invite God or we invite Satan. Most of the world has invited Satan. That's why he's the ruler of this earth. And with him being the ruler of this earth, let's not act like he don't got more demons, spirits running rampant around this earth that's causing death and destruction. And we see hell breaking loose now. So what makes you think he can't get to you? The devil communicates or the devil and his demons communicate. And so they know where we all are because they're all over the place. But there's one thing that can protect you, and that is the blood of the lamb. The blood of Jesus. (sighs) That. That in correlation with the fact that you're still alive. 
you are still here, which means maybe, just maybe, if this theory is right, that God sees that they will not come to him, and so they must face the consequence. It hurts him, but he's got to be just and let the consequences of actions take course, but let's not act like people don't ever have the ability to come to him. Let's not act like God doesn't present opportunities left, right, up, down, and center for you to know about his son. Don't say that he doesn't because he does. And those people don't choose him, so he has to let the consequences sweep him up. And the fact that you're still here means that you still have time, so do not wait. You could die in the next 10 minutes. You could choke on a piece of steak. Please don't laugh at that and then end up choking on a piece of steak, bro. Because if you do, I'm gonna feel partially responsible. I'm gonna feel extremely responsible, bro. I'm gonna be like, dude, just you should have drank the water. But man, let me let me wrap this up, bro. It's been like an hour and thirty minutes, bro. I'm sitting over here still talking. I'm gonna wrap it up, bro. It went from explaining the gospel to explaining questions. I like that though. I like having multiple different parts and pieces because people can definitely be like, look, I know this part, but then there's more for you to dine on. There's more for you to spiritually feed up on, you know what I mean? Uh, let the bald man tell you. I'm 18 years old. Holy Spirit is my teacher. I sure ain't going to college. <laughs> sure ain't going to college. Holy Spirit will teach me. Holy Spirit has taught me. So don't look at me and be like, dude, you must be a Bible scholar. Bro, I don't remember a lot of the verses that I read, bro. I ask God to tell me where it's at because I don't remember a lot of the verses. And I know I should put in more effort. And I do put in effort. It's just like, don't look at me and be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's got it down. No, I don't. I was just yelling and fussing because I didn't hear God's voice yesterday. Relationships have highs and lows, but the thing that remains the same is God. The thing that remains the same is God. But yeah, there was a lot dropped off in this last 30 minutes. There was a lot dropped off in this last 30 minutes, bro. Oh my Holy Spirit. Do you want me to keep going? Because there is so much that we could keep on going over. Because there would be people saying, why doesn't God intervene? Gave us dominion. So we are in control of who we bring in and who we who we who we cast out. The authority to cast out is only through Jesus Christ. You can say, how can you be so sure that Jesus is the only way to heaven? There is no way to the father. There is no way to the father. But through me, the gateway to hell is broad, but the road to heaven is narrow. So, nope. Why my dog got to start barking now? Woof, bruh. Woof. But uh, let me mute so you can get that all out.
gosh. I love getting into apologetics. That's the thing I love in just explaining the word of God. I don't like debates, though, because I don't really like conflict. Bro, you shut up, bro. But uh, I don't really like conflict when people try to disprove. But I definitely like answering questions and hearing other people's minds. So I'm going to wrap this up. I will be here for another 30 minutes, making this a two-hour and five-minute podcast, which, honestly, somebody might listen to. I believe somebody will listen to it. Um, and if not, my God was here, and he'll listen to it. Um, but, yeah, I honestly want to do a podcast on my testimony again because I did do it a little bit ago. Um, you can find that on Spotify. All the links to the podcast are in the description. Bruno. Can you please wrap up the barking? Wrap it up, bozo. Alright. But all the links are in the description down below. For all the places. I'm uploading all the audio podcasts to YouTube. They will be done sooner than later i will not give a date because i'd rather talk about it when it's done rather than when i'm doing it so i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast because i'm about to wrap it up remember that god loves you and that he sent his son to die on the cross who his son is god in the flesh who came down and died on the cross from you for you so that we have the option to choose a life where our penalty is paid for and we not only have that but have life more abundantly the son did not come to condemn to set us free son of man did not come to condemn but to bring life and bring life more abundantly experience God Taste and see that the Lord is good, man. Come on now. Go on, give Jesus a chance. Go on, give Jesus a chance. If you need to, if you want to give your life to Christ now that you heard a little more, go back to where that, that prayer was. If not, we'll do it again right now. We'll do it again right now, doggone it. Let me make sure. Let me make sure, man. Let me make sure. Let me say this. Heavenly Father, just repeat and pause as you need to go. Because I'm going to go through this quick. Heavenly Father, I need you in my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a savior. Lord, I make the decision to repent of my sins. I turn now from my old life and I give my life to you. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And Father, you raised him from the dead. I believe he is God in the flesh. Holy Spirit, come into my heart and make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, for those who may have prayed that prayer and for those who prayed it as well earlier, you may be thinking like, how do I know I'm saved? Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And remember that in believing Jesus, we believe his word is true. And then uh, what is it? Matthew chapter 10. We could talk about 
those who hear his word versus those who hear his word and do it. Come on now. I just want to give you the verse. You can look it up though. Because, uh, Nah, it ain't ten. Six. Matthew chapter six, isn't it? No, I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, it is six. No, it's not seven. Sorry. Read honestly. If you want a good rundown, read Matthew chapter five. All the way to Matthew chapter eight. And to be honest, for those who are starting, read the Gospels. Start from Matthew. I say start from Matthew and go all the way up to Jude. You will get a decent foundation and understanding. Don't start on Revelation. Do not start on Revelation. Start off with Matthew. Or I say either Matthew, Luke, or John. I feel like there's like a universal bias for Mark for some reason. But I, I say either Matthew. I say read it all. Matthew through Jude. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all accounts of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet they are from different people, so they have different um, standpoints and events, different wordings. It's all the same. Don't don't take this as a cliff and be like, well, there it go. It's not consistent. It has been proven to have no fallacies in it. Go ahead and do the research. I'm not going to do it for you. But uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Now, for those who are questioning, how do I live uh, a life? Uh, how am I supposed to live? Read it. Read the word. Read the word. Specifically, for those who want to know. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 28. That right there is going to show you what the difference is between one who does and does not read the word and has it as their foundation. So I just want to say, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, if there is anyone listening, anyone who is listening, who has committed their lives to you, I pray that there is a protection barrier of your blood around them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet and that you develop them and, and mature them in their walk with you, Lord God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you you guide them with your Holy Spirit and get them to understand in a deeper level, in a deeper walk, in a deeper sense who you are and what your character is as they go through your word and as they understand the gospel. Because you know I know there's a difference between knowing the gospel and understanding the gospel. And once they get that understanding of who you are and what your love is like, Lord, it's like they realize it's a love like none other. So, Lord, I pray that there are people who make it to this point, many people who make it to this point, that hear this and know they want to follow the Lord, Lord God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that these people are protected. Let them be healed. Let them be provided for. As you said, seek first the kingdom of God and these things shall be added unto you. That's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Let me get the heck up out of here, man. It's been like an hour and 40 minutes. Dang! It has been almost two hours. I've been talking. I did say that the Holy Spirit, <laughs> I said the Holy Spirit had reigns now, uh, but yeah, I love each and every one of you. 
I thank you so much for pulling up. If you made it this far, honestly, comment Beetlejuice. If you made it this far, comment Beetlejuice. Because, uh, and if you listening on Spotify, go to the YouTube. It's still Word of Reason. You're still going to find it. Comment Beetlejuice. Um, I thank you guys so much. Um, again, you know where to find me. Links are in the description. Any site you're on, it doesn't matter. Just go to the link in the description to the podcast right there. And you will find out ways to reach me. I thank you guys so much for watching, and I will see you guys in the next one. Jesus loves you. That was the gospel for Gen Z. And questions answered. Comment questions. Leave some questions in the the description. Leave some questions. Leave some questions. All right, I'm out of here, bro.